And I remember just putting the book down and just thinking that is the coolest thing I've ever read. You're listening to the Creative Faith and Friends podcast, episode number two. Welcome to the Creative Faith and Friends podcast, where we talk about art and faith and what happens when you combine the two. I'm your host, Melissa Olson from PinkPaperPeppermints.com, and today we are beginning a series on color. And in this first episode of the series, we're talking about color and color wheels, and we have some pronunciation issues and some off-topic fun, and the conversation actually goes to an unexpected but a really uplifting place, so I hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome to Creative Faith and Friends. We are so excited to be talking about color theory today. My name is Melissa Olson and I am here with my two co-hosts, Jessica. Hi, Jess. Hey, y'all. And Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi, Melissa. And we are super excited about color theory. We've been talking about it a lot and really had to narrow down some of the things we were going to talk about because we had so many ideas. But today we want to just talk about color theory in general. We're going to spread this over a few shows because we have so many things to tell you about. But today we wanted to talk about color theory in general, what it is. And we're also going to talk about a little bit about color wheels because we thought that would be a great art tool to talk about with color theory. Jess, you were telling me a little bit before we started about the basic definitions of what is color theory and what are color wheels. Do you want to share that with us? Sure. So I had used DuckDuckGo, so I can't say I Googled it, but I used DuckDuckGo (laughs) and found a good definition because if I think about color theory, my brain kind of starts to hurt because I'm coming from a very novice standpoint and I wanted something tangible in definition. And what I looked up said that it's the practical guidance to color mixing and the visual effect of a specific color combination. Hmm. So it's what you get when you mix colors together. I think most of us have learned the basics, you know, red, yellow, blue are our primary colors. Those are colors that can't be created by mixing. And then when you mix those together, you get the secondary colors. So red and yellow make orange and yellow and blue make green. You can get really into it because there's a whole nother kind of uh, color that are not red, yellow, blue. They're CMYK and that gets into printing and printers and everything. I'm out. (laughs) My brain is hurting. I know. So we're not going to get into all that. We just wanted to talk about the basics of how do you mix colors and how do you use colors without getting the dreaded mud? Now, if you want mud, if you want brown, (laughs) then that's fine. Brown is okay. But if you don't, and most of us, I think when we're mixing colors, that's not what we're going for. What do you do? And so Lori, where are you on color mixing and color theory? Well, I'm glad you asked because I know how to make mud. (laughs) (laughs) I know from a color wheel, if you make them from opposite colors on the color wheel, you'll get mud. Is that right? Yes. Like if they're directly across from each other on the color wheel. Yes. And that's what I know about color theory. (laughs) (laughs) Colors that are directly opposite from each other on the color wheel are called complementary colors. So like... 
blue and orange, red and green. And you'll, you'll recognize the pairs because they're in a, like Christmas is red and green. So we mm-hmm. use those in a lot of different things and they're very energetic. They complement each other, but they also kind of contrast each other and they're, they pop on your page. Yes. And then mm-hmm. analogous colors are the ones that are next to each other and they just look so beautiful together and they're very soft. They don't pop as much on the page. So if you want more of a relaxed, soft look, those are the ones that you can really mix up and not worry about making mud because mm-hmm. you're just going to get a deeper purple or you're going to get a, an aqua blue green. That's what I need to learn. You say that word funny. Am I saying it analogous? Oh, I, yes. I've never heard it said that way, but I don't know if mine is right either. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, I would mispronounce it. So we're not even going to go there. Yeah. Let, what do you say, Jess? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever said that word, but if I'm reading it, because now I see it's on my color wheel, I would probably say analogous, but I'm (laughs) probably wrong. So if you know how to say the word, maybe just uh, send us an email. That's right. (laughs) I think I'm right. We could duck, duck, go it and it would tell us how to say it. (laughs) We have a running joke, by the way, that uh, instead of Googling it, we duck it. (laughs) (laughs) Which we try not to say very often because it just doesn't sound right. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. So we're trying to rephrase it into duck, duck, go it. <laughs> Which also doesn't sound right. I know, it takes so long to say that. It sounds so bad. Yeah. In my head, anyway. <laughs> Lori, how do you say it? Analogous. Analogous. And I was saying analog. Yes. <laughs> I'm somewhat certain that I'm right, but I'm not 100%. I'm pretty sure you're right, actually. I don't know why I said that that way, but I think it's very funny. And I kind of want to keep saying, well, I think you should. I think you should just go with it until somebody tells you. You know what? You just go with it and claim it. Nobody's going to know the difference <laughs> if you're confident about it. That's right. Y'all, I have a story that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's an embarrassing pronunciation story like that. When I was teaching scrapbook classes, a long, long time ago, creating Keepsake University. Do you guys remember that? Oh, gosh, yep. I got invited to teach there, and I was learning mixed media back then, and I was doing a lot of mixed media pages, but I learned everything by reading online, so mm-hmm. I didn't know how to pronounce anything, and so I was calling Gesso Gesso. Oh, yep. And mm-hmm. I taught a whole class at Creating Keepsakes University <gasps> calling it gesso. Oh no. <laughs> Did anyone make fun of you? Not one person said anything to me. I didn't know either. And then uh, maybe, and then I probably made them all go home and say gesso. And then somebody was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then when I got home, I, and YouTube wasn't very big back then. This was mm-hmm. like early 2000. And so I don't even know if YouTube was around. So, you know, you, it was mostly reading. You didn't watch videos. And right. so I I guess I saw a video or maybe I took a class or something and they were saying gesso or I read an article and they told you how to pronounce it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Uh I said gesso in that whole class. (laughs) And I still cringe when I think about it. That's an easy one, though, because phonologically, depending on where you are in the country, I guess, it's easy to mispronounce that one. Yeah. Jessica, you're trying to bust out the big words now. (laughs) Phonologically, what is that? Oh, come on, Neil. I am a reading teacher in my day life. That's good. I love it. Well, also off subject, but can I also tell you that the word G-I-F, how do you say it? (laughs) What? The word G-I-F. 
G-I-S? Who says that? I say GIF. She's talking about the little GIFs, little moving pictures. Oh, G-I-F. G-I-F. Okay. Y'all made me take out my hearing aids. I have to get this right. Okay. (laughs) How do you say that, Jessica? GIF. Okay. That's what I say. But do you know the rest of the world seems to say GIF? And I don't understand because it stands for graphic (laughs) interface. Well, see, now you're hurting my head. I don't really know. I just know it stands for graphic. So that's GIF. Yeah. Okay. I feel better now. (laughs) I must keep calling it a GIF. Okay. (laughs) I think it's GIF. Me too. Let's claim it. Okay. GIF and analogous. (laughs) Okay. Back to color theory. Oh, boy. So where were we on color theory? So we were talking about... (laughs) Not sure. So we were talking about mixing color. We really have no idea what we're talking about. We're just going to go with it. So we're talking about mixing colors and how do you know which colors work together? So we talked about that a little bit. And then when you mix colors, do you mix colors or do you just use colors straight out of the bottle or out of the tube? Lori, what do you do? Do you like to mix your own colors? or? Well, honestly, I have a very difficult time with it. Jess and I were doing some watercolor classes for a while and I really tried hard to mix colors, but it's just, I don't know. It just, it's hard. I would prefer to just use it right out of the bottle myself. Yeah, <laughs> It's easier. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Um, it depends on what color I want. If I have it pre-mixed, then I'm going to go with that. If I don't, then I have no problem trying to create something. It's usually not what I wanted, but I usually end up <laughs> liking my happy mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will occasionally, if I'm like, I really wish that pink was darker I will occasionally try to mix a little bit but for the most part I just use them just how they come Mm -hmm. one way that color theory helps too is not necessarily with paints and inks and things but with just when you're wanting to create a page in your journal just knowing how colors go together and what looks good and what doesn't and and it's hard to figure out why if you don't understand that about colors yeah well in a totally different realm of life. If you are better with color theory and being able to use complementary colors, you can really incorporate that into your wardrobe Mm -hmm. and use little pops of other colors in a necklace or earrings that are not the same color, but it really makes things come to life when you're dressing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even your makeup. That's right. You can apply it to makeup colors and eyeshadow colors and, and make your eyes sparkle depending Mm -hmm. on what color your eyes are and what color eyeshadow you use. Yep. Mine are mud. (laughs) Your eyes are mud. Yeah, my eyes are mud, so they don't really sparkle (laughs) too much. (laughs) That means lots look good on them, though. That's right. See, now, I would tell you, I I know almost nothing about color theory, but I know what looks good together. I just don't know why Mm -hmm. it looks good together. So I'm learning a lot from this. I think it's going to be great. I think a lot of people are that way. Creative people, they know I love this together, but they don't know why. Right. And, and I don't think you have to know why, but when you do know why and you use a color wheel and you start learning why, it makes it a lot easier to pick things out and to look at a page and go, I know why I don't like that because I've used these two colors that, that it's too much or it's mm-hmm. too monochromatic. Once you start learning that, it makes it a lot easier to put things together. Yes, it does. And for me, I know when I'm mixing colors, I always go back to my oldest is 
14 now, and he was a huge Barney fan growing up. And so when I learned to mix colors, I literally used the Barney song in my head. What Barney song are you talking about? I'm so not a singer. I do not believe I know this song. (laughs) I don't know it either, so I feel like that you need to sing it. (laughs) (laughs) When you mix red and blue, you get purple. When you mix red and blue, you get purple. When you mix the two, you'll see a new color magically. When you mix red and blue, you get purple. And it goes on with all the primary colors. That was great, Jess. You did a great job. And I need to know that song. I'm going to have to Google it. You got to Google the Barney color mixing song. You're going to have to duck it. You got to duck, duck, go it. Um, I I will find it for you and put it in the show notes. How's that? Oh, even better. Oh, we're putting Barney in there. (laughs) (laughs) Our listeners are going to be like, I don't know about this. I know. Hey, but you know what? If you're like me, that could be real helpful in figuring it all out. I I like that. Y'all would be surprised how many times I think of that song when I'm painting. Well, Jess, we can hang with the two-year-olds. That's right. (laughs) All right. And come as a little child. So that's right. There you go. (laughs) That's exactly right. I just wanted to throw this out there. It's totally not color theory, but when we think about color and we think about heaven and having all the different colors, do y'all ever wonder what other colors will be in heaven? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I read a book many years ago. It was like a novel, not a, you know, why can't I think of the word? Not a true story. Yeah. Not a true story. (laughs) Apparently, I do need to watch Barney some more. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Um, Yeah, it was a novel, but a Christian-based novel. And in the book, the people are reporters, I think. It's been so long since I read it. But something happens to them, and they die, and they go to heaven, but then they come back. So they describe what heaven is like, Hmm. and they talk about how there's nothing dead in heaven, Hmm. which obviously that's true. And so he says that all the colors are alive. And I remember just putting the book down and just thinking that is the coolest thing I've ever wow. read about heaven, the colors being alive. And I've never forgotten that. And I really hope that's true. Oh, and it has yeah. to be true, right? Because everything is alive. Yes, absolutely. Well, and it makes me wonder, like, will there be colors that we don't have here? Oh, I think yes. I believe so. Then my brain starts going all these directions and it can't wrap around that idea. of I know. I never even thought of that aspect of it. That has to be true, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've read that somewhere and I've heard that said, but I just feel like that because our rainbow of colors here is earthly, mm-hmm. you know, and heaven's going to be so different. I love to dream about heaven. I do, too. I really do. Like, I am no theologian, people, so please don't get mad at me for all of this. <laughs> I love to think that when the new earth comes, that we will be able to communicate with animals. I don't know how. I think that, too. I think the lion and the lamb are going to live together in harmony. And so I think yep. that we'll be able to communicate, talking, I don't know, whatever it looks like. But I love thinking about that kind of thing. And color is light. And God is light. Jesus is light. And there will be no darkness in heaven. That is so exciting to think it about. It really is. Oh, that's awesome. Y'all didn't even know you were going to get some theological <laughs> color theory, did you? <laughs> right? Oh, gosh, that's great. But anytime I think about color, because they're created by God, I do think mm-hmm. about that. Like, we we look at earthly colors, and they're amazing. Yeah. I will never forget going to Hawaii and stepping out of the plane and thinking, 
this has got to be one of the closest places visually mm-hmm. to heaven because the colors there are so much brighter than they are here. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's just different. And I remember thinking, I wonder how much better heaven uh, will be and the colors there will be yep. so vibrant mm-hmm. and gorgeous. That is so fun to think about. Yep. Well, okay, so I guess it's time for fun finds and that every week we are going to be sharing with you something fun that we found during the week or something fun that we use, or it can be something fun that we use that has to do with what we talked about. We're talking about color today. So we all have kind of color related fun finds today. Jess, you want to go first or Lori, were you needing to go first? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what Jess's was. <laughs> Okay. Mine is a color wheel. It is called a creative color wheel. So it will show you, it's got some little slots cut out. You can go around the color wheel and it'll say by adding yellow, you get this color. Adding blue, you get this Mm -hmm. color. It's really neat for those of us who might be a little impaired or Challenged. Yes, thank you, challenged. That was the word I was looking for. (laughs) And it actually says for amateur and professional use. So you can feel good or feel like an amateur. (laughs) Might need to get one of those. (laughs) I think you may have one. But (laughs) I like to collect all of the things. Right. But we will have the link in the show notes if you would like to look at it. Okay, Lori, what's yours? Okay, well, this hints a little bit at our challenge for the week, I believe. So do you want me to say that or not yet? Yeah. Okay. So I found a stencil that is a color wheel. So if you want to make your own color wheel instead of, I cannot draw all the things at all. Like I don't draw, period. You can ask Jessica. She's seen some of my drawings and we've laughed about it quite a lot. It's not that bad, (laughs) but we have laughed at some. So a stencil, if you want to make your own color wheel. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You can draw it out using a stencil, which would make my life much easier. So I intend to get me one of those. Yeah. And you could use it with all different things too, not just drawing, but you could use paints and inks. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd make a great background and I think it'd be fun to play with. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. And then mine is also a color wheel, but this one is a little different. It's designed specifically by an artist named Robert Burridge, B-U-R-R-I-D-G-E, and you can find him on YouTube, and I will link it in the show notes. He's an artist that teaches classes in painting and art, and he's designed this sort of system for choosing colors and choosing colors for paintings, but it would work perfectly for choosing colors for really anything, for crochet Mm -hmm. or for a a scrapbook page or a journal page and he's designed this system and so his color wheel points you to the right color so like you pick the background color that you want to use and you point the color wheel to that color and then the other two arrows point to the accent colors that go with that color and I think that is so fun because it kind of takes a lot of the stress or pressure off and it just I mean, it just makes it fun, I think. So yeah, I will link that in the show notes as well and his channel because he's really, he reminds me a little bit of Bob Ross. Y'all know (gasps) Bob Ross. Everyone loves Bob Ross. Yeah. He's kind of like him. He's super sweet and encouraging and he's like, you can do this, you know, and he's an amazing artist. And then he teaches painting techniques. Cool. 
So our challenge for this week, so last week we told you to make an inspiration journal or buy one, use a mixed media spiral, whatever you have. Did you guys work on your journal yet? I'm calling you out on the show. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> but I have a bunch of journals that are started. Can we count that? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I kind of created one for this year and I'm probably going to stick with it. Okay. Well, I am sort of cheating because I'm using a cover that I made a long time ago. I, I stitched 2015 on it. So that's when I made it. And then, <laughs> but then I never used it. I really love it, but I just never used it. And then it wasn't 2015 anymore. So I was like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> Yeah, because I stitched it on there. But I had the idea I'm going to I'm going to stitch some lace over that where I put 2015 on it and I'm going to use that. Oh, one. Perfect. And I'm just going to make I'm going to make it kind of um, I think like a junk journal and, and add in some printed pages and stuff into it. And that's going to be my inspiration journal. Oh, I forgot. I am going to use my scrap paper journal. Oh, that's right. You've got that beautiful journal yes, that you made. That's what I'm going to use. I forgot about that. So yes, I yes, as a matter of fact, I have created mine. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, if y'all want to see Lori's journal that she made, she has a YouTube video on that. And we'll, we'll give you her channel in the show notes. It's really pretty. It's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Okay, so the challenge this week is you are going to make a creative color wheel in your inspiration journal. So you're going to make your own color wheel. So you might have to duck a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We need some ideas on a better word for this. Somebody help us. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like duck. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But you need to just do a little searching. You might need to. On, on what color wheels are supposed to look like, or just go right from your imagination and make your own color wheel. And you can make it out of paper or paint or ink or what else? Crayon, markers, anything you want. Use any supply you want. And then we're going to share our color wheels on Instagram and in our YouTube or, or IGTV channels. We'll share ours and you guys share yours and make sure and tag us at Creative Faith and Friends so we can find you and come see what you're making. Yes. And that is our challenge this week. That wraps up our show today. Thank you so much for listening and being here with us. We are having a lot of fun and we hope that you are too. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye y'all. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today, even though it was a little all over the place. And we would love to hear your thoughts on color and color wheels and even what you think heaven might be like. You can find us on Instagram to chat or leave a comment on the blog, and we would love to chat with you there about it. And you can find the links to everything we talked about, in fact, on the blog in our show notes at pinkpaperpeppermints.com slash 002. And if you have a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that other creative friends can find us, we would be so grateful for that. I'm Melissa Olson, and I hope you have a week filled with peace and grace, and I'll see you next time here on Creative Faith and Friends.